Hey, welcome back everybody to Down in Alabama. I am your host, Ike Morgan. We're doing another weekend special episode and I have Dennis Pillion with me. He's the environmental reporter for AL.com. I know that y'all have read his stuff because especially when he did a series a while back on invasive species in Alabama that drive us crazy. I, I actually talked about one during this week on a, on a podcast, but, but anyway, how are you doing? Are you, are you stuck at home? What, what's your life been like over the past uh, few weeks? Uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of being stuck at home. Um, you know, we're, we're all working from home. My wife is also working from home. So we, uh, sometimes have dueling conference calls going on, but, uh, mm-hmm. we're hanging tough. We're, we're doing, you know, what they recommend and trying to limit our exposure to this and, uh, just write it out. And, and a blessing to be able to work from home, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I sure. can't imagine what, what's, you know, well, I can't imagine cause I know what some folks are, are going through having to shut it down. But, uh, um, anyway, I, I wanted to talk a little about this series you did and I know it's been a little while and that this is kind of an impromptu interview. So <laughs> we'll give you some latitude here, but we were talking earlier. I, I wanted you to come on because I, I thought you had great recall with this kind of stuff when we're just chatting, you know, you, you seem to like bring up these things that, that I have to, to Google, but, <laughs> but we'll put you on the spot and see. The first cool. thing I wanted to talk about, it's the first thing I'll spring on you is privet. And the reason oh, yeah. is for the last couple of weeks, I decided I would declare war on privet in my yard, but I'm not sure that that was an intelligent declaration because it is whipping my butt right now. Yeah. You know, you are not alone in trying to declare war on privet. There's a lot of that going on because, you know, it just, it grows so well here. I think when the story came out, this may have even gotten worse since then but i think there's over a million acres of privet in alabama right now good gosh versus like 23 million total forest acres so <laughs> i you know i'm not a math guy but that that's a pretty high percentage and and you know it's just as you know as you found out <laughs> once it gets in there it's it's hard to get rid of it you know it kind of uh it'll grow it'll spread and it'll kind of wait for the bigger stuff to die off and then mm-hmm. when those bigger trees start, start dropping off, boom, there it goes. It's ready to just spring up and take up all that airspace. So. Yeah. And, and for people who aren't familiar with it, it's this, it's this vine and it has these, uh, uh, this real green small leaf. And, and whoever introduced it into my neighborhood, I, I really, I'd like to, yeah, maybe, maybe bury them in the sand and introduce some, uh, invasive species of spiders to, to <laughs> torture them I, well, you seriously, know, hanging by their thumbs. <laughs> yeah well we'll get to those but uh, you know where do they come from what what, what made people insane enough to tr- try to plant this stuff well you know it's not a bad looking plant and it, you know it grows fine it, it's real easy to take care of obviously because it's real hard to get rid of so i mean yeah. and and you can actually still go out to some you know, big box landscaping stores and, and buy it to plant it in your yard. I uh, have some, some running bam- bamboo in my backyard that started four houses up and, and now it's in my backyard. So we're, <laughs> we're having the same issues there. But, um, you know, the thing with privet that's really, really annoying, you know, I've spent some time with one of those giant weed wrenches trying to like pry it up. <laughs> right. But it's actually tougher to get rid of because it's so brittle. Because you mm-hmm. can't really pull it up by the roots because it just breaks. Yeah. 
you can get little pieces at a time and you feel like you're doing great, but it keeps. Yeah. Out and and keep but then the, root, the roots pop back up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. People are really right now into shaming people who aren't wearing masks and that sort of thing. I want to shame the people who are walking out of Lowe's with a crate of privet to plant. Now I know if you really, if you're on the ball, like you said, it's great ground cover where the grass won't grow, but I'm, I'm still, because of my yard situation, I'm not a great groundskeeper. I'm, I'm going to still uh, be angry. At oh, yeah. Plants and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And you know, there are, there are like native plants that'll do kind of the same thing. So, um, you know, I would, I just recommend and beg and plead and just before you just go to Lowe's and buy something, you know, you can reach out to folks like the Birmingham Botanical Garden or, you know, the Alabama Cooperative Extension and they'll, mm -hmm. uh, be happy to provide you some recommendations that are maybe a little less uh, explosive, a little less invasive ones that'll Same. still grow. Yeah. They'll still grow. Okay. <laughs> but they just, they won't take over. Right. Right. So I'm sorry if I'm offended anybody, but there's, it's a, it's Stay a plant side right for just a minute. I mean, I know the animals are a lot of that's the fun stuff, but um, oh, yeah. there's still, still some plants we know in, in this, well, there's the other famous vine we, we know in the South. What, what, else, what all's out there that we're oh, looking at and battling right now? So that was when I first, way back when I first started doing this series, I was like, okay, we'll do, you know, feral hogs, we'll do all these fun animals, and then maybe right. we'll throw in a couple of plants. But the plants are really just kind of amazing um, and, and fascinating. So you've got, you've got your kudzu that takes over that actually, it's not that there's just so much kudzu everywhere but it's kind of where the kudzu goes is places where the forests have been cleared like on the sides of roads mm. so everybody sees it everywhere so they think it's everywhere but it's it's not actually taken over as much as some of these other ones um the one that we're we're really having a lot of problems with uh there are these uh, one of them is called Kogan grass, uh, which is a little bit more South Alabama than here in Birmingham where we are, but you see a ton of that um, on the side of the highway and that, you know, can grow so fast that it's really hard. It, it kind of outcompetes all the native plants, what's supposed to be there. Um, there's these, uh, these popcorn trees down in the, especially in the Mobile Tensaw Delta, and those have gotten so bad <clears throat> that you know, the, the Department of Conservation, they actually like airdrop herbicide. It's like they're, they're spraying Agent Orange in the Mobile Tensaw Delta to try and get rid of this stuff because uh -huh. it is absolutely taken over. And, and the Delta, you know, as you know, we've had, I mean, it's one of Alabama's natural treasures, right? It's right. The, the biological diversity, everything down there is amazing. Mm -hmm. But these, these popcorn trees are, are kind of taken over and kind of, you know, crowding out everything that's supposed to be there and really in some places kind of changing the shape of what the Delta looks like. I grew up with popcorn trees in Florida Panic. Oh, yeah. Uh, there were plenty of yep. uh, people would, would plant them, but uh, it never w was an issue that I was aware of in like wild areas, what you're talking about in the Delta. Yeah, and I, really and I think because the Delta is so remote, you know, because there's parts mm -hmm. of it that just, you know, there's no people, there's no development, there's no nothing. It's just truly, truly wild. And that's where they're really having some of those issues. Popcorn trees, they used to, you know, hand them out to kids at school and say, here, go plant this oh, yeah. tree at home. Cause you know, they grow really fast and you know, they yep. look pretty good, but uh, it turns out there were some unintended consequences for all of that. There usually are. And then, and then when you 
introduce something to kill. Of course, that goes to animals. Then, of course, you introduce something to kill the thing that, <laughs> that's driving you crazy, and it takes over. Uh, yeah, you know, I was looking, talking about that. I was looking at fire ants just uh, just here a minute ago, and that was really one of the ones that are just amazing to me. I mean, obviously, I hate them because they've taken over my yard. They're mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah, and you you can't get rid of them. Um, Where do they come just, from? They came from South America. The best information that we have suggests that they came actually into the port of Mobile because uh, oh, they geez. would, we would be shipping things down to South America, you know, finished products, what have you, but they wouldn't have anything to ship back. So they would just load the ships up with dirt for ballast. And in that ballast dirt, it also gave us fire ants. Oh, great. <laughs> what, a, um, what a great idea. <laughs> yeah. And they're actually, they're, they're more uh, common. They're more densely populated here than they are in South America. Cause in South America, talk about wild places. They have, you know, some natural predators and natural yeah. things that, uh, that keep them in check. But now that they get here, they build these mounds and these, you know, these tunnels, we see the mounds on top but their tunnels where they live are actually like 10, 20 feet underground. So mm-hmm. they, they dig these tunnels all the way down there. You can see some of the cool like aluminum castings where they pour yeah. molten aluminum down there and it goes, you know, 20, 30 feet down to show how deep they are. But then also when they, so when the fire ants reproduce, they do it 300 feet in the air. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like, almost what? like the mile high club. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and all all of the ants Sorry. who are actually like able to reproduce have wings and they fly up there. So that's why even if you, you know, napalm your backyard, which please don't do, please don't use gasoline, <laughs> please don't touch your, set anything on fire to try and get rid of it. Because even if you eradicate every single fire ant from your property, these ants are flying up 300 feet in the air they're mating, the females are landing, they're digging their new tunnels and starting their new colonies. All you're doing is resetting the clock, even no matter what you do to your yard. Oh, wow. So it's, uh, it's kind of an amazing system. And then it turns out the best thing, the only thing that will keep fire ants out of, of a yard are other fire ants. So like when that new queen lands, the worker ants of the existing colony We'll just go to town and we'll take her out. They take out like 99% of new fire ant queens that try to land and set up. They get taken out by the ants that are already there. They just, they, they go and kill. Yeah, the, wor- the worker ants will go and they'll take out a new queen that tries to land in their area. Because I guess they're just, they're loyal to their colony, right? So oh, wow. they take out the invaders. <laughs> but if you don't have a population already there, then the fire, the new queen just lands and then you know basically all they do is like reproduce 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 and then bam you've got a new colony and that's and that's all because we brought dirt instead of bananas from south america yes and like you were talking about earlier we also uh now have started importing flies from south america that eat virants that's never i don't care it's never <laughs> a good idea i don't you the smartest scientists in the world can tell me this is going to make it better when they introduce something and they're full of bull because 100 years from now we're going to realize how stupid we are now well we we are living that experiment now cuz they are <laughs> 
those flies are, are out there in uh, all 67 counties, I believe. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, uh, that, you know, people are smarter than me and I'm not, I'm not tell you, I'm not here to take sides. I'm an unbiased journalist, but, um, uh, that always bugs me. I mean, I, and, and science is great. I, you know, everything should be science-based, but every time someone just wants to say the word science to prove themselves right, you know, it's 200 years ago, we bled our first president to death. And now we're smarter and we introduce flies to eat ants, but okay. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. If the, the jury is still out, but the ants are still here. So. Okay. Well, maybe they'll get them. What, what are some of the biggest problems Alabama is looking at right now with, with uh, animals that we don't want? Uh, well, dollar wise, that it's got to be the hogs, right? I mean, those, the feral hogs have been here for a long time, but they're, they're not going away and they're still, you know, anybody who's had a field torn up. My father-in-law is a farmer over in Georgia. You know, he's had fields torn up by feral hogs and they're, they're everywhere. Uh, they reproduce really quickly. Um, there's few, if any natural predators, I mean, maybe an alligator, you know, but if they're, if they're small enough, I've seen hogs yeah. swimming across little or if hogs the swimming across enough. the river. Yeah. If the gator's right. Yeah. It all is relative. I've seen them swimming across the river and, um, uh, I can just imagine what that's like. That probably makes a lot of noise when I, <laughs> I want to bring that image up right now for everybody. <laughs> hey, if, if, if you can uh, find where that's going to happen, I'll go set up a camera and we'll, uh, we'll make that documentary. <laughs> we'll go viral with that. We'll, uh, <laughs> um, my, only problem, and I'm so sympathetic to, to you know, rural neighborhoods and, and farmers and people who have to deal with having their land rooted up, but it is, it's a leap for me still to call something a pest when it's that delicious. And yeah, I don't, yeah, I've never actually eaten feral hog. I hear, especially the bigger ones, the, the meat's actually not that good. It's not, not that tasty. And then you know, just logistically, then you get into the FDA has to inspect meat and you can't get wild caught hog meat approved. So if you're uh, going to eat the hog, I guess you have to shoot it yourself or uh, kind of work around the law a little bit. <laughs> well, we respect the law here, but all I'm saying yeah, is yeah. some people see a rooted up lawn and I, some people see a barbecue opportunity. Oh, sure. And, and, and they definitely, you know, the, uh, the Department of Agriculture, especially, they're real uh, aggressive in trying to, to control hogs, but actually mm -hmm. hunting them or shooting at them is probably not the most effective way to do that. You know, the best way is to get one of those traps so you can kind of get the whole group and not, uh, right. not try to get them one by one. That, that tends to not work out as well. Yeah, and and like you said, if you, if you're shooting for a real quality barbecue, then you're you're going smaller, and you still yeah. have the, the the adult hogs. Um, what other? Know, I've seen some like suggestions about you know, can, if we can't get it inspected, is there some other way we can use the you know and and create a market for it? But then that gets into the whole other problem, which is that feral hogs, you know, they don't move very far, they don't travel really. So how is it that they're all over the country and, and they're all over the country, not because they've moved themselves, but because people have brought them, people have carried them in. Right. Cause you know, um, and it, it is absolutely illegal to transport a live hog. Uh, you know, they will, they will throw every book they can find at you if they catch you doing that. Um, 
because it's so explosive, you know, people have introduced them to new areas to try and, you know, set up a, a feral hog hunting experience and things like that. All right. I, I have heard, you know, when I talk to the USDA guys about this, they have said that, you know, some people even really uh, shady characters will introduce them into new areas and then offer their services as hog exterminators to, to take oh. care of the take care of the hogs that they themselves uh, brought in. And then, you know, maybe they'll catch it and go set it loose somewhere else. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because that's, uh, because they know they'll stay because they can, it's yeah. easy to establish a colony in a neighborhood. Oh yeah. And just, you know, the, the rate at which they reproduce is just really, really high. You know, they, they can uh, have, have new litters, I think twice a year. Um, and you know multiple piglets in each litter and then you just kind of get that exponential growth from there well what are some of the other uh species uh animals that are threatening a lot of the you know we talked about fire ants already but there's a lot of bugs <laughs> that are invasive uh-huh. you know you look at ticks uh we don't have murder hornets yet here in alabama but you know <laughs> uh, out, out west that's that's a thing that's catching on um Mostly on social media, right? I mean, well, yeah, mostly. And you know, yeah. I don't. A lot of people say it's it's not really going to wipe out the bees or anything, but anytime right. you can put murder hornet in a headline, well, there I you think, go. yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Stink bugs, ticks, uh, a lot of those really mosquitoes. Mosquitoes are invasive. At least the ones that we have yeah. now are invasive. Really, explain that. Yeah, so it's uh, it's an old invasion, so. Initially, I believe uh, the mosquitoes that were throughout most of Alabama, most of the southeast, were the uh, Aedes aegypti. They were named that because they came from Egypt. And that was probably like, you know, in Columbus times, it came over on a ship like the fire ants. Oh, geez. And so those were here for a couple hundred years, and those, those were pretty well established. But since the mid-80s, almost all of the aegyptis have been wiped out by the, uh, the Asian tiger mosquito. Mm-hmm. which you know if you look at them you see those like really bright black and white stripes you know as yep. it's biting your arm so those mm-hmm. those are the asian tiger mosquito and uh what what they think for those is that they actually came over with a shipment of discarded tires from asia <laughs> that they were sending to oh, houston in the 80s and so since like a 79 or 80 somewhere in there this new species of mosquito just like flooded across the southeast and has actually outcompeted the old Egypta in a lot of places. Yeah, tires are to blame for so many births of mosquitoes in yeah. everybody's backyard. So, of course, they came over in tires. Yeah, yeah, just, you know, a few uh, thousand shipping containers full of them. You know, I guess you can bring a lot of mosquitoes. Yeah, that's that's incredible. And, and you know, people always say um, – we need a good hard freeze this summer, this winter to, to kill the mosquito. I never notice a difference. And I hear they have mosquitoes in Alaska. You know, I've never been there, but I, I don't how you know, I don't know how much the freezes actually help. Yeah, uh, not enough. I know they're, they have the, the tiger mosquito in New Jersey now. So and I, I understand it gets pretty cold up there. So <laughs> yeah, that's what they I, tell me. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have uh, enough of a hard freeze to get rid of them. That's harder than what they get in Jersey. You know, everything's harder in Jersey. So, <laughs> what else? What about what about fish? Uh, the, the silver carp is is there? Is, is that get in the the Mobile Tinsaw area and all? You know, I haven't heard of it there. Um, it's okay. mostly. So I mean, so far, fingers crossed. You, 
I mean, there's no telling what is or isn't in the Delta, but I haven't heard about it. Okay. So uh, if somebody, somebody knows about that, let me know. But mm -hmm. uh, definitely in the Mississippi River, you know, all up and down there because it's all connected through the locks, you know, from the Great Lakes up and down. Um, and, and those are really, I, I talked about this with a lot of these. There's like these, these certain characteristics that a lot of them have, the invasive species, whether you're talking about plants or mosquitoes or, or hogs or whatever. You know, there's no natural predators for them. There's no like competition for them. And, you know, they are just completely disruptive to the ecosystem. So whatever it eats, you know, didn't used to get eaten that much. There's yep. nothing around to eat it and they can just like explode and take over. And this isn't an invasive species. This is more like us chatting, but uh, I know, and, and I'll make somebody mad if I, if I go to one side or the other of this, the, the, the black panther, the Alabama black panther that people always see, but never turns up on, on, uh, you know, dead beside the road or, you know, or really on a, on a video that we know for sure was an Alabama black panther. But anyway. Yeah, the, the Alabama Bigfoot. There, there's a, a lot of wildlife people who will tell you very strongly that, you know, people are uh, maybe letting their imaginations run wild or, or seeing something more than what they think they're seeing or less yeah. than what they think they're seeing. Well, I know the, the mountain lions have, have, a, have a large roaming area. Yeah. And there very well could be a passing through situation, but but established, I, I it seems like a real stretch to me that we yeah. would see more sign. It's, you know, some, sometimes it's a bobcat or a house cat, or, you know, what have you. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, Dennis, I appreciate you coming on and 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 talking through some of this stuff. It's it's some of it can be defeating if you're out in your backyard pulling privet. But um, uh, it's always fascinating. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, you know, we, we had the bamboo. It was, uh, you know, really, really bad four years ago. We uh, got back from a, a two-week vacation, and all of a sudden I had seven-foot bamboo stalks growing up through my grass. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so that was uh, – but, you know, we, we did a little research. We figured out, you know, the best way to, to take care of it and at least uh, – manage it so it at least stays on the other side of our fence now introduce panda bears <laughs> I mean, yeah that's I, I think it's easier just to dig a trench on that one go <laughs> go into the cane pole business cane pole ma manufacturing business. hey there you go if there's any uh, cane pole manufacturers you know my, my email address is everywhere reach out <laughs> I'd rather have sugar cane, frankly. I make make a little syrup. All right. Well, thanks, Dennis. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you soon. Anytime, Mike. Take care. All right. Thanks, and thanks everybody for listening. Um, we'll be back here on Monday with a brand new regular edition of Down in Alabama. Until then, stop by and see us anytime you want to on the World Wide Web at al.com.